Hello and welcome into the Desktop GM's Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, as always, Anthony Maldonado, joined by my two favorite men, at least for the next hour or so. I've got Mr. Brandon Murphy. How are you doing? I'm here, but um, honestly, I'm wishing I'd have pulled a mat from Saturday night of the draft this Sunday and just slept right through it. That's the most relatable thing I think I've ever heard. And all, and then the bald one himself, Mr. Taylor Strick. How are you doing? I'm, uh, my team sucks balls, so I was doing poorly until the Astros just uh, went to the ALCS. So feeling better now. Yeah, this would have been a really sad podcast if they would have lost tonight. That's very true. Um, all right. That's going to bring us right into our best and worst things of last week. Um, let's go ahead. You know what? I'm going to switch it up. We're going to start with best things. Because I feel like I'm in a good mood right now. And maybe I want to be depressed in a little bit. So, um, Taylor, Taylor, kick us off with your best thing. Yeah, so this is more of a sarcastic best thing. It's just because I'm bitter about losing again. Um, But, I don't know if you're ever paying attention, the top four seeds this week all took the L's. So, very shocking week. Um, And as you'll see later, it's... Very shocking to our picks, but um, pretty wild. And then Cody was the five seed and played me, so of course he won. But a lot of the big dogs went down, so I feel good about it. Uh, huh? Yeah. Well, you're one of the few on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. How did you make? How was your best thing make us feel bad? Now, now I just want to go back to worse things. I'm very um, bitter. Uh-huh. Murph, why don't you? Come on, cheer me up, Murph. Let's go. What's your what was your best thing? Well, I'm, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it as much justice as my fellow baseball fans in this podcast and in this league, but my football week weekend from Saturday on was brutal, Yeah. So, uh, but the Rangers did win on, um, so they, they won and the Astros won, see how much of a baseball fan I am, so we do get to, uh, we get to watch some rivalry some texas rivalry baseball and uh i'm uh that's the only thing i felt good about in this damn this damn sports weekend like this is pretty cool this is pretty take it outside yeah but uh this football weekend was one of those take it out back and uh bury it take the game ball and bury it boys yeah we don't we don't speak about it it was a rough week you know even starting saturday with college football, and then just Sunday. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, but yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna piggyback a little bit off of. I mean, I'm, of course we're riding high because of the Astros win tonight. But no, please do. It, it deserves, I, my my favorite thing or my best thing is just we're finally in what I would consider the best month of sports. Though I think the month of October has some of the best sporting events. First of all, you have the NFL in the prime time or, you know, in, in getting into the, the juiciness of the schedule. Um, you have hockey starting up. You have, obviously, the MLB playoffs in October, World Series at the end. Um, you've got NBA. Yeah, whatever's going on there. Starts. It, it, it starts. starts. It starts. It's not okay. just preseason. It starts. Well, then the NBA starts. See, I don't know much about the NBA, but it does start in October. And then something I found out tonight, which I'm sure almost nobody else in the league knows <laughs> except for Murph, the WNBA finals are on right now. Who's winning yeah. that, Murph? 
Nobody well, cares. Uh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so, but just the fact that we have so much sports in one month is it's a great month. Um, so I definitely that's agree. Probably the October the, the, October's the best the best sports month. And we're spoiled because most of us are Astros fans, so the past seven years have been really, really great in October. But just everything that goes on, October is a lot of fun. All right, let's bring this down. Uh, let's talk about some of the worst things. Um, Murph, I'm going to start with you because that's okay. This one, yeah, this one was rough for you. I was thinking about you whenever I saw highlights from this game. Yeah, I mean, and unfortunately for the Ravens, it was a lot of lowlights because Mark Andrews had drops, Rashad Bateman dropped. I mean, we're talking. Lamar had three touchdowns, like t- like touchdowns open, all dropped, possibly possibly a fourth. And uh, I was looking. I think the Ravens. We've and considering how how. You know the Ravens don't throw; they they average less than like twenty passes a game. But we've got, I think they were showing, uh, we lead the we're right behind like Detroit and another team that throws the ball way more than us, or the Ravens do, and they're just behind them in drop percentage. And it so it's just, it's been brutal because Lamar is especially when he's feeling it, and then to drop a game like that to your rival when you should have never been in that position in the first place, it was just. Horrible, and uh, I mean, even beside beside like the drops, like Odell Odell had to get taken to the locker room for it was at first it was uh, equipment malfunction, but now I'm seeing it's like a, it was he had to get an IV. So it's just like, damn, we got all the we got all these playmakers for Lamar, and it is it it oh they they just all had the worst day on the same day and yeah. it cost us against the Steelers. It was and especially it rough, especially rough for you as, as a Lamar Jackson owner, because he did not play bad. He ah. played outstanding football and it just, everybody around him was letting he's, him down. He's been playing great this year. The the stats just aren't there. Like, but it, just whether to, it be like, hmm. yeah, just to, to tie a bow on this one. I mean, just the craziness of the NFL, the Texans got blown out, to the Ravens, right? Lost big. Yeah. Then well, the Texans go and beat Pittsburgh pretty easily. Yes. Last, last Handedly. week. Hand, yeah. And then Pittsburgh goes and beats Baltimore. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, professional it, I mean, it, football is, is – I think the margins are closer than any other major sport, I yeah. think. I think there's there might be more randomness in, like, baseball, but luckily the series, like, even that kind of thing out. For playoffs, but, yeah. But, yeah, the margins, the margins in – Football are so fucking thin. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take the next thing. The The worst thing for me last week was definitely the big-name injuries. And, I mean, we knew it was coming. Obviously, we've already had some big-name injuries this year. But Justin Jefferson going on the IR, Devin Achan going on the IR, you're having these, these big names go down week after week. And this one just seemed I, – I don't know. It seemed Anthony like – Anthony Richardson. I mean, were, thank you, Richardson. It was – I was getting more alerts for people either potentially going on the IR or going on the IR than I could remember in the weeks past. So a lot of big name injuries. And of course it's the NFL. So it happens, but you really hate to see it. Even if you're playing against these guys or you don't have them on your team, you really want it for just the, what's good for the sport. So it really sucks when you see Justin Jefferson go down because he is just so dominant 
and great at what he does. And he's on pace to break some of like the longest standing receiving like beginning of your career records too. That's what sucks yeah. for him as well. Yeah. Um, all right, Taylor, why don't you take us through your worst thing? Yeah. So mine's not really a worst thing. I got a uh, text out of the blue from Josh today, and it's something I've been kind of pondering as well. But he was asking what our basically process or thoughts are on trading mm. draft picks in trades. So I don't know. I know you've done some trades, but for you guys that haven't, is when you go to do your trade offers, you can pick yeah. like the next few years. See, I love this idea. Picks. I wish I'm you'd switch torn. your best and worst thing. So, well, that's my. Well, neither was kind of best and worst. They're kind of open, but. Taylor Me is the Switzerland of worst and best things. <laughs> he is neutral on all. Me personally, I think there's a lot of risk in it. I mean, we have a pretty solid group of players that should be there every year, but there's always that risk is if you do trade a pick, where is that going the next year? And then after Josh and I stopped texting, I kind of thought about as I guess my biggest concern is kind of goes into our conversation last week of vetoes and all that is the risk of tanking teams like myself who've been doing terrible, throw my hands up and say, fuck it, I'm done this year. Who wants McCaffrey for next year first rounder? But that's where vetoes and shit come in. So I'm not set on it, but those I are mean, some of my concerns on if we were a first rounder, like this isn't a yeah, this I isn't mean, a rookie draft. You're giving your yeah. first round pick next year for McCaffrey. McCaffrey yeah, was drafted in the first round. I mean, I think that that's you would, like at that point if you got a first round pick, you are getting two first round caliber players. Yeah, and you're your pick and you're and cashing out on this season. I mean, that's right. just the way, that's we, just the way the league works. Do we like that cuz we've always tried to separate each year. Do we want to know go into a next year knowing that this person now has two first round picks and how big of an advantage is that going forward? I think it just adds more. We know where I stand. Cohesiveness. On this oh, I know where you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I think it adds more cohesiveness to the league Battle as far Royale. as it it encourages people to stay in the league. We don't have very many people fall off. I mean, I know it does happen, but I feel like everybody that's in this league is is pretty well invested enough that if something like that were to happen, I mean, you can still evaluate a trade based on draft picks. Like we said, if you're, if you're going to trade McCaffrey for a first-rounder, I mean, essentially you're going to get – there's a potential that next year you could still draft McCaffrey first round and then have another first-round pick to go with it. Now, the yeah. only place I see it being like, like – and I don't think it's an issue because I well, think I, it's an easy solve. If you trade away a pick that ends up next year representing somebody you wanted to keep, then that just eliminates you being able to keep that player. Like no, if you I, trade I don't it away, it. Hey, your pick with that round can't keep that keeper. And that's something you wouldn't be able to foresee when you traded away that pick. Yeah, well, I wasn't going the keeper route, Nathan. I think you're looking at the other side of it. I look at it as beyond the keepers, it's just that team now that's got two first-rounders just going forward. Fuck the keepers and all that. It's yeah, just well, did, now... the team, did the team that traded them trade it? Like, I traded you my first-round pick. For McCaffrey, did I win the championship? Maybe. Did it help me? Probably, you know, more than likely. Does it hurt yeah. me? Because it, it, it doesn't hurt 
so much the rest of the league, per se. It definitely hurts the guy who doesn't have a first-round pick. Yeah, but it's also it, it helps the rest of the league by, I mean, severely kneecapping one of the teams. It's like basically an 11-and-a-half-team pool instead of a 12-team pool for that next year for the championship. Yes, you have to deal with somebody Somebody who has two first-round picks, up. I get that, but... At the same time, this is fantasy football, and nothing is guaranteed. Right. Justin nothing Jefferson is... just went on the on the IR, so now Josh doesn't have his best player for at least four weeks, five because he yep. still has a bye after those four weeks. So, and people have been in without Eckler and Saquon, and yeah, I mean, all your first round picks are going down. It, nothing's guaranteed anymore. I I think it's perfectly on the level if we're talking, and I think. As much as we've discussed it here, we've kind of we've kind of hit all the angles. I think we put it to a vote, but like let people hear how what we've said about it. Put it to a vote and go from there. I mean, we're already it's the trade is already going to be talked about and vetoed or not. So I mean, it's like it's like double discussion. Yeah, I mean, Either it's, we it's, think it's okay. It's already there to to happen i mean i think the one thing that we'd be worried about happening is at the end of the year those teams that are completely out of it start trading players for picks next year you know that's, what i mean that's that's what well I that's why the trade deadline okay, is okay. Where just said well then you evaluate that the like losing teams other, that well, just you, give up you evaluate that like you would anything else well you know, any other trade when's our trade deadline isn't it like november for early you'll, November, you'll keep talking. I'll pull it up. I think you might be right because though. yeah, that's that's, that's why, why you that's set there. the trade deadline before there are teams that are just like mostly like that are totally out of it. And yeah, if people are like fire selling. That's that's I mean, my concern is and the even people then, that are out. Even then, and they just say, I don't know. Like, is one team gonna? Tra- I don't know. But I then, I then even wouldn't be opposed trading away picks. I, is basically week eleven. If they found okay, one trade partner enough. and there was one team that agreed to like trade and swap players to where they traded their whole draft whole next year draft for like a swap of better for worse players. I don't know. I'd I I mean See, why not? I'm neutral on it. I it just could, there's it there's could risk end up for being it. a interesting strategy. Again, this just leads to dynasty talk, but it could just be an interesting strategy for different players to be like, okay, well, you still have to make, you know, non-collusion-esque trades. You know, you can't be like, all right, here's, you trade me McCaffrey and I'll give you a fourth or fifth round pick or something. You know, like, that's obviously going to be somewhat collusion. But That's, right. that's kind of the collusion risk here is yeah, higher than standard it. picks. Well, because you're putting another variable in. in well, and also, well, who's to say that, Next year's third isn't worth McCaffrey for four weeks. Well, that's the thing. That's kind of tricky. So how do you how do you judge it? Who's a pin? That's I mean McCaffrey for just any early pick for four weeks. If I'm already losing, I don't give a shit. I think it would be fair. So that's well, yeah. Well, there's a lot of gray in there. Yeah, there's more gray in there for sure. But that's I mean that's where like. I don't know. We have to hope that we all we all know what the hell we're doing, because I don't Anthony's, think that that would be. Anthony's I'm not giving up McCaffrey hard. for. I think you broke me. 
I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Well, the problem is you, already, you open the box, so now it's going to be there. So everybody but get ready for. But would you say for four weeks? I don't think that would ever be the case since the trade deadline. There's still yeah, it's like week, a, 11. week eleven. So week eleven. Yeah, and, so and playoffs four, start. Five weeks. Well, the, well, you have playoffs in fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So. Yeah. Yeah, you'll have some. I guess, you'll have I mean, three or four. Late. You'll have four weeks before the playoffs start, but then you got to get them. I mean, at that point. There's still going to be a whole bunch of teams that are still in it. So, well, that's true. yeah. Well, okay. Well, which this is again, it's fair. But how pissed are you when you're and we're also in creating fourth a hell place of a buying argument. for your playoff spot, and then someone goes and buys McCaffrey for a sixth round pick, and then you get booted out? I don't know. It's just I don't know who would sell McCaffrey for a sixth round pick. If I'm right. one in ten and I have no chance, it, now I if just, I was a I team just want a fifth like round pick next year, what's it matter to me? I desperate can't keep to them. make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like it, it's those fire sales. Yeah, but how much does a six round pick actually help you next year? Well, then you'd be. You got to start thinking about next year. If 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 you can't keep McCaffrey again, Roy's a McCaffrey because you, you should have put him on the rock. You're one in ten. What the fuck's it matter? You could put McCaffrey any, on the any block and say, "Does anybody want to give up it. better than a?" Yeah, then because I'll take an eighth you instead of no the best offer. So then, it's, what we're leaning, what it sounds like we're starting to lean to is no pick trading because this isn't a straight up either a four keeper league or a dynasty league, right? Because picks are much more valuable. Yes. And in a dynasty or in a keeper league. Yes. Or it should be heavy scrutiny, but... I don't feel like you should have brought this up because now the box is open. Josh, I blame Josh. Josh texted me and I was like, all right, we got to talk about it. Well, great. I said keep this part <laughs> short and we just went super long on something and circled it around and didn't come to any sort yeah. of conclusion. Thanks. I feel like, I feel like Congress. Um, <laughs> throw, it to, throw it to the natives. Yeah, we'll see. That'll be a fun conversation um, if anybody actually listens to this. All right, uh, let's jump into our matchup recaps. Um, bad week for all of us. Murph, you get to start it out. Um, tell us about Lil Dan taking down the commissioner's pet, 153-107. to 107. I am... Would love to do that, Anthony. As soon as this thing pops up, well, so if I now now that I have it up on my phone, I had to go to that since y'all, like I said, y'all talked to smack up the desktop and it's completely crashed at this point. Little Dan took down, uh, little Dan took down Commissioner's Pet 153 to 107. He was one of the fortunate people that had uh, Justin Fields and and Devon A Chain is going to be looking like great, great for him. Hey, Chan, damn it, you got ah. me. And then George Kittle <laughs> with a three-touchdown game, you know, proving Crazy. he's still in st- still in elite form. Uh, Matt didn't have a bad game with 107. Jalen Hurts almost 30 points, but the rest of his team, I mean, he didn't get – he got 10 points total from both of his running backs with Pollard and Connor going out. That's going to be hard to recover from. But he did get a big game from George Pickens. Oh, God. George Pickens. <laughs> he could catch. Uh, um. And the Bills defense with 12 points. But other than that, yeah, it was a real bad day for Matt. So Dan Dan pretty much had the runaway win there. Yeah, no, Dan, no sweater. 
Dan's got an interesting week that we're going to talk about coming up, but because he's got a lot of players that he's either dropped off of his roster or has had to put on the IR. So we'll see how well it'll go. Um, all right, next up. Picks. Oh, yeah. Uh, I took Matt, and you and Murph <laughs> took Dan. I don't feel like I remember that, but okay. <laughs> um, so I was the loser on that one. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. Uh, hard R taking down the Strictator, 155 to 68. Um, that's rough, Taylor. That's rough. Yeah, um, well, we're going to have to. So, Cody, enormous performances from, of course, Zach Moss, who we all thought, and uh, Tyree Kill, number one wide receiver. Uh, Kelsey got a good game. Hopkins had a good game. Purdy with 26 points. He started Brock Purdy. Um, looking over on the other side, Taylor, I mean, it's hard to pick a few that didn't do well. Uh, Richardson, obviously, with the injury, that's not any fun, but less than five points from your quarterback, never a good time. Um, not really any uh, running no backs to speak of. <laughs> yeah, there are just no good times. There are no good times on this team. Um, nobody on the bench either. So, obviously, Taylor made some trades. I'm sure that will be discussed. Uh, but, yeah, that was a rough one. Um, we all, let's see, I, uh, me and Taylor took Cody and Murph took Taylor. So uh, again, yeah, this one's thanks a lot. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, that is the best good picks. All right, Taylor, uh, <laughs> you got out the ass taking down foot Buckerson 105 to 81. Yeah. So this one kind of like the other games was not great. Um, low scoring for Mr. Corbin looking at his team. Josh Jacobs and his kicker MVPs. Josh Jacobs been a flex with 17. Houston's kicker Fairbear with 15. Um, solid defense. He picked up a zero. That definitely helps. And then Drew, his misfit conglomerate of receivers put up, I think it was like 40 <laughs> when I added it earlier. Adam Thielen. Jacoby Myers and Josh Reynolds. Who would have ever thought those was MVPs for the week? I don't think any of those wide receivers were drafted. <laughs> I agree. It's None crazy. of those wide receivers were drafted. But Thielen is just I'm gonna go tangent. Thielen is a number ten receiver right now. Oh who my gosh. would have thought? I hated him so bad last year. Um, and then Josh Reynolds, who was on this team, I think he already dumped him. It was a good short term rental for sixteen points. So. Strictly on his receivers alone, that's the reason that uh, Mr. Drew won. Yeah. All right, Murph, why don't you walk us through, oh, man, repent offenders taking down dad chokes, <laughs> 120 to 103. Mm. Uh, I Sorry, do, hang I on. Do picks on that one. Oh, oh picks, enjoy. picks, picks. We, um, uh, we all chose Corbin, and yeah. we all chose poorly. Yeah, these next four games, I'm just going <laughs> to – spoiler alert, we all got it wrong. Okay. Yeah. Go, Murph. We swept them all. We all got them wrong. <laughs> we all got, yeah, we all picked correctly. We all – you know. Oh, man. Anyway, go ahead, Murph. All right. Well, in this in this uh, this year's first edition of Battle of the Blood over here, Anthony's dad chokes. I can't keep letting him get away with it. How? I mean – how? Charlie just sunned Big Brother 120 to 104. 
Um, Pat Mahomes let you down on him. 19 points, but Kirk Cousins, you know, he's a high, he's, how, I mean, I know he leads the league in passing yardage, but 19 points from him for Charlie. McCaffrey, 12, that's, that's going to really sting for you. But then DJ Moore, three touchdowns like that. I mean, yep. that's, that's tough to deal with on if Thursday y'all night. If you all got a player that you need to go off, recovering. just play yeah. me because A.J. Dillon will score a touchdown against you. Or for you, if you play him against me. Ridiculous. Well, I mean, that kind of, I mean, 45 from DJ Moore Jeez. basically gave Charlie, like, the big, like. Don't forget I mean, 21 points from ever. his defense. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I didn't even scroll down. Oh. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I knew that TJ, was going to hurt you. TJ freaking Watt. Jesus. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was tough. The Steelers' defense did put up 21 against the Ravens. Dang. But, yeah, that's uh, that That basically sums it up. When his defense and uh, one of his players outscored, his defense outscored all your players, and then DJ Moore outscored two of any of your players. So, that's yeah, not, tough. not great. Uh, we're going to – we all picked me. We were all wrong. We're going to jump in. So yeah. you got to talk shit about my team. Now I get to talk shit about yours. Chase is on the case, taking down Murphy's Law, 162 Ooh, to 96. Um, Even worse. Yeah. Uh, Murph, well, let's start with Chase. Chase, Allen, or Josh Allen, 28 points. Uh, David Montgomery keeps scoring touchdowns. It's almost 20 points there. Jamar Chase, welcome back. 44 points, 192 yards, and three touchdowns. Apparently, they just threw the ball to him and him alone. Uh, Dallas Goddard got 117 yards and a touchdown. Um, Yeah, he had some big players, obviously, scoring 162. This is two weeks in a row for Chase scoring close to the 160s, right? 150-something? Crazy. Yeah. Um, On the other side – Obviously, you started Aaron Jones, who just didn't play on Monday. Uh, James, I had no chance to do anything. Yeah, either. James Cook, five carries, negative four yards. Uh, that's a rough one. Um, Get Josh Allen out of London. <laughs> uh, Get my man James Cook out of London, too. Devontae Adams, only six and a half points. I know he got uh, a little banged up in that game. Um, yeah, Rough, rough outing there, Murph. Um, there was nothing good. There was nothing good to report. Yeah, Taylor, <laughs> take us through uh, Hinson's carpet stains taking down Chinga Tua Ramadre, yeah, one eighteen to ninety seven. His names are too much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hinson <laughs> took down Josh, um, pretty much thanks to Travis Etienne who put up almost thirty five points. Um, Joe Burrow's finally getting to form at almost 25. And welcome back, Cooper Cup. Was not expecting kind of that much to be involved, but 16 points, eight receptions, 118 yards. Impressive coming off the injury he had. Um, getting that with the zero points from the number one defense, the Cowboys, found this interesting. Their score was 40, 16, 1, 
28-0. So very hit or miss on the boys. Wow. On the other end, we got Josh. Uh, definitely hurt having Jefferson only get four. He's usually good for a solid 20. Definitely would have helped to be a closer game. And uh, basically he was carried by his Jets defense with 19 and tied in Laporta with 18. So. Great. Oh, man. To, just looking at Josh had Najee Harris at four and a half points. And uh, Henson had his backup, Jalen Warren, scoring nine and a half points. That's Dude, a rough day. I didn't even pay attention to that. That's, that's a rough outing. Yeah, that's not good. Mm. Um, all right. Well, we got through those pretty quickly. Let's take a look at our standings after this week. Uh, it all sucks for us, gentlemen. But Matt still in first place, four and one. Chase is on the case. Going from 0-2 to 3-2 and and has the second most points in the league. He's in second place. Cody in third place at 3-2. and Lil Dan sneaking up there. He's pulling the – Matt, Lil Dan, and Charlie all have the same – oh, wait, never mind. Charlie spent money. Charlie spent fab, everybody. What? I just noticed I this. I can't believe it. Is it 96? I, I was about what? to – well, Matt and Lil Dan are taking a page out of last year's champion and not spending <laughs> any uh, fab money. Um, but Lil Dan at three and two, sitting in fourth place. Murphy's Law after the loss, three and two, he's in fifth. And uh, Drew, spots. Drew jumping up three spots to go three and two. Um, yours truly, I have dropped three in a row, and I am now sitting at two and three in seventh place. But Buckerson has lost uh, with his losses two and three in eighth. Henson's carpet stains with his win jumped up two spots to ninth place. Repent offenders with his win jumped up two spots to tenth. And then Josh has dropped two in a row. He's down to two and three. And our very own commissioner got the little C right next to his name. One and four, two <laughs> losses in a row. Fuck me, right? Down to 12. Don't worry, dude. I'll be right there with you pretty soon. I've lost three in a row. I'm, I'm, I have nothing going for me. Um, all right. Well, on that very exciting uh, spot, I'm going to go ahead and talk about our sponsor for the episode. Um, all right. Is everybody ready? So we'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. Are you a busy individual who doesn't have time to research every detail of a product? Are you someone who trusts all advertisements? Because why would someone advertise something that obviously doesn't work as intended? Sometimes you're in the heat of the moment. Do you throw all your inhibitions out the window? Well, then you're going to want to listen carefully to this. When the mood strikes and the moment is right, sometimes you only have precious seconds to grab the right equipment that's perfect for the spicy situation you're in. Married men know that every second counts. Well, make sure you reach for the mostly reliable protection of the one and only Stracondoms. These top-of-the-line condoms will feel as though there's nothing on, when you can be rest assured there most definitely is. These condoms are invisible to the naked eye once you pull them out of the package and feel like there's nothing there. Do they work, you ask? Who cares? It's all about the feel and the moment you're in. The future is the last thing you should be thinking about. You can worry about that later. Plus... You won't have time to think about effectiveness because you'll be thinking about which color you want to choose. Clear, nude, extra clear, the options are limitless. Not only are these the best feeling condoms on the market, but they are the most cost effective as well. They only come in two packs because after you use one, 
our data shows that men don't reach for another one for at least nine months. So two of these will last you over a year. So next time you find yourself in the moment you've been waiting for for at least three months, uh, don't worry about reaching for the best. Reach for the best feeling and let whatever happens happen. Strict condoms. We promise you'll at least love how they feel. Uh, my favorite, by far, my favorite. Okay, the arguments. There were a lot of good zingers in there. That was good. <laughs> I, I, uh, clear, extra clear. <laughs> I had a lot of fun writing that one. Uh, <laughs> it's, that for mail. it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's coming. It's ideas are harder and harder, but that one was just a joy to write down. Oh, uh, anyway. Oh. Bow to you, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, let's move on to our upcoming matchups. Um, so let's look at the predictions record last year or last week. Um, and apparently, according to at least one other person in the league, uh, Taylor, uh, we take these predictions way too serious compared to everybody else who listens. Oh, like us three? Us three, yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we apparently care way too much about the uh the predictions than anybody else who said it i'll, I'll just let you guess you, i charlie. don't know if, no charlie doesn't drew. even listen to the damn podcast <laughs> i'm gonna go drew <laughs> nope not drew damn, oh, I got nothing else. yeah he's he's pretty close with the the other guy on our podcast <laughs> corbin <laughs> yeah i was uh he doesn't uh, care about our he, picks no uh, apparently we care about them too much <laughs> Oh, see, I've, I've had other feedback. He found it they, very they humorous that you thought people would be able to get their picks on time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a joke. Yeah, that's got, not going to happen. I got one pick once, and it was late, and that was Cody. Mm. All right. Uh, well, last week, uh, Taylor was the victor going two and four. Boop, boop. <laughs> well, he was Murph, the best loser. Yeah, Murph <laughs> and I went one and five. Um, for the year... Murph is still ahead at 15 and 9. Taylor is 13 and 11, and I'm bringing up the rear at 10 and 14. How are you so bad? Let's go. Uh, because I've I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um all right, Taylor as the victor, you get to pick the first matchup. Oh shit. Yeah, I figured you weren't ready, so Oh no, I was all, I just logged in while looking at it and I I have to pick this one because you two can't. So my oh shit is I'm gonna go with this one. You could have picked a Dash. different one first, uh, but okay. Well, too late. This is number two That's, on the screen. No, let him pick it. That's a great way to play the game. Taylor. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's go hot. We got dad dad chokes versus Murphy's Law. All right, let me break it down. This will be a great one. Battle of the podcast. Taylor, we play each other yeah. already or not yet? I don't think so. Well, podcast battle number one. Um. All right. Quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. A couple of previous MVPs, uh, Christian McCaffrey and Alexander Madison versus James Cook and Jerome Ford. Um, and then we've got Jordan Addison and Calvin Ridley going up against Stephon Diggs and Devonta Adams. Uh, tight end, you know, it will be, um, oh, my gosh, Andrews versus Waller. And flex, as of now, will be Higgins versus Dell, and then kicker defense. 
Yes. So yeah, mine's pretty set. Minus Higgins possibly not playing again, and then you might get a Roshan or a, a maybe a maybe even a Sanders. I don't know because of that trade I made. Anyway, you're not, you're not putting Sanders in. I might have to, or you might have to, and it's, you're gonna, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna hate it, yeah. but I might have yes. to. <laughs> anyway, um, who would like to choose? Who who want Murph? You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, I'm down, man. I'm I'll go first. Okay, I'm I giving you the option. I don't, I don't like the uh, the randomness that I think that mining your quarterbacks being pretty. They've had they've had a pretty far range of outcomes this year and uh, I don't like them being the first two quarterbacks that play all week but oh, yeah. the rest of the, oh. everything else though is telling me it's going to be a year game year game uh other other yeah other than the wide receivers which that's that's my that's my strength going into every week but I think Mahomes is gonna wash Denver, <laughs> and um, I don't know how Lamar's gonna handle London. So I'm going with you. This is how I'm doing it. So with all the matchups, I should be better. Um, Mahomes playing Denver, even Madison playing Chicago, um, Ridley playing Indy. Yeah. And I've got Andrews against Tennessee. So every touchdown Lamar Jackson throws to Andrews, well, I get six points. And Tennessee's weak against the pass. Yes. For those reasons, I'm going with you because this is definitely one of those <laughs> matchups where I'm going to be uh, – everything looks good in my favor, a la me playing Charlie last week, and then yeah. somebody is going to go off for 50 gajillion points, and I'm going to lose. happily – so, Taylor, this, this you one. get to break the tie. Murph, that's some reverse psychology bullshit because he always picks wrong. So, he picked you so he could win. Just oh, I saying. Know. Yeah. I know. This is – y'all's teams are very interesting. But he also knows trying to convince us that everybody goes yeah. off against him. Yeah. Y'all are so equal yet opposite because <laughs> Anthony's running backs are so dominant relative to yours, but then your receivers – are so dominant relative to, relative to his, and everything else is pretty much even, except that new Mark Andrews trade. Yeah, and that's because kill of that's that, a... I'm going Anthony. Yeah, that's I thought like, he was going. That's like making Lamar Jackson wear a condom. Yes, <laughs> Well, with my luck, condom. it'll be a stracondo. It'll be a stracondo. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right, Murph. You get the next matchup. Who's it going to be? I'm really having a little like difficulty choosing here, but I believe. I mean, actually, I'm not. I just I just got to the final matchup in my little scroll mm-hmm. here, and it's got to be the battle battle of the been battle of best friends since the lunchroom cafeteria table. Got to go, little Dan and Fub Buckerson. There That's you go. All there is to it. That's a great one. That's a great one. All right, let's uh, take a look here. Quarterbacks. We got Justin Fields against Justin Herbert. Um, running backs. So it's a battle of the Justins. 
Running backs, DeAndre <laughs> Swift and Brees Hall versus Bijan Robinson and Damian Pierce. Uh, wide receivers, A.J. Brown and Brandon Ayuk versus Debo Samuel and Nico Collins. So a couple of teammates going up against each other on that one. George Kittle versus Hunter Henry. Garrett Wilson versus Josh Jacobs in the flex. That's some mind fuckery right there, putting Josh Jacobs in the flex. Yeah, what's he doing that? And then Lil Dan, this is what I was talking about earlier. He's got Elijah Moore on his bench, uh, Devon A. Chan in the IR spot, and three empty bench spots. He has spent no waiver money, and he hasn't picked anybody up yet. I'm very curious as to what his thought process is. And he's 3-2. And dominating. Um, but a lot of that was because of Achan. True. So how's it going to be? So, uh, Taylor, you want to pick the? Why don't you pick this one? Yeah, first? I'll take this one first. As you were reading through it, I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "This is." I was leaning, "Damn!" Leaning Dan hardcore. Um, the running backs were tight. The quarterbacks were tight. But in the receiver column, I was leaning hard Dan. And then obviously on the tight end, Hunter Henry, I think, is a joke. But the jock, Josh Jacobs in the flex was the curveball that I wasn't expecting. And adding Jacobs with Robinson and Pierce as the running backs, I think that makes up for Henry versus Kittle. I'm going to go Corbin. Yeah, I thought I would be able to pick this one, and this one's tough. Uh, you got Josh Fields going against Minnesota. All the matchups are rough. Like, Brees Hall going against Philly. I don't like that. Um, A.J. Brown against the Jets. That's that's actually really tough defense. Man, I think I'm going to have to go Corbin as well. I think he's got a little bit better of uh, better matchups. Maybe. Yeah. I think, I mean, all of Dan's, I mean, even DeAndre Swift against the Jets, like that's not an easy defense. I know their run defense is green. But Wait, before you pick, I am switching. I think yeah. Dan, I, I'm, I'm going to ride a hot hand little Dan. <laughs> I, I, I'm. Wild card, bitches. DeAndre Swift. Uh, I mean, he could get some passes out. A.J. Brown is is a dominant wide receiver that Hurts could rely on. And Ayuk has been crushing it. What's really worrying me, what's what's worrying me and keeping me away from Corbin is Dallas' defense. As Herbert's playing Dallas' defense. Yeah, yeah, that too. We just saw Dallas' defense. Yeah, but against – Against San Fran. Against a, a competent uh, coach. Well, I'm I'm, I'm officially I'm really, going down. Really, I've gone back and forth. The whole time y'all talk, I've gone, I mean, I'm going back and forth the whole time. It's tough. Uh, and then and then even with the Josh Jacobs in the flex, like, but they're going against New England. But Gary Wilson's got Zach Wilson as a quarterback and is playing Philly. But Philly's pass defense is terrible. Woo, Man, after you just said that, I don't feel great about my pick now, but I've already <laughs> locked it in, so I'm sticking with Dan. I don't feel great about yeah. it. I am – I'm going with the underdog here. Oh, shite. What am I doing? Who's, 
Who's the underdog? <laughs> well, according to Sleeper, it's Corbin. Okay. Oh, man. That one was rough. Oh, okay. Moving no, on. I really, yeah, I don't know. I am, are, you, are you still deciding? Yeah, I thought we moved on. No, it's Corbin. Okay. Uh, Corbin was my first blush, so I'm going with Corbin. <laughs> I thought we were done. Um, I'm going to go with... Um, man, this one doesn't look close with projections. Oh, it's just because he doesn't have a defense in. I'm going to go with Commissioner's Pet versus Chase's on the case. I knew you were doing that one. I like the, this one. I mean, it's, it's first, first versus second. I mean, this is a great matchup. Um, quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts versus yeah. Josh Allen, two juggernauts. Uh, running backs, uh, Pollard and Walker versus Mixon and Montgomery. Um, not bad. And wide receivers, C.D. Lamb and Keenan Allen versus Jamar Chase and Puka Nakua. Jesus. Zach Ertz versus Goddard. And then in the flex, we have a Mostert without A-Chan and a Christian mm-hmm. Kirk. Possibly without Zay Jones. I don't really know the health of him. And, yeah, the reason the projection's so low is because Chase doesn't have a defense in yet. Uh, he's really hoping someone will trade for Jerry Judy because uh, he put him on the trade block, and he's really, really hoping someone wants those eight points a week. Um, or Kenneth Gainwell. I saw him go on the trade block. Um, he's are, the, the league slut this year. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's made – yeah, uh, never mind. Um so, yeah, I am going to let y'all pick. I get to pick last. So, who wants to go? Uh, Murphy got it. <laughs> this is, all right. These have all been really hard. This one's the worst. You know what yeah. I do? You know what I do with my kids when I tell them, okay, who <laughs> wants to do this? Or who wants to go first? And the one volunteers the other one to go first? That's when I say, okay, Taylor, you go. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying well played. That's smart. Yeah, right. I'm going to go Parenting Chase. Yeah. I'm going Chase, but with the with the full knowledge that Mostert could go off and there's really nothing anybody could do about it. Because I I like all I like everything else oh. Chase has, but the the strength of his flex over Christian Kirk because most are can put up fifty. We don't. We don't fucking know. But see, Allen against the Giants, Chase Jamar Chase against Seattle, Puka Nakua against Arizona, versus Matt has Hurts going against the Jets defense, which their pass rush is good. You know, Allen against Dallas, and I really don't know how I feel about Walker and CeeDee Lamb. I don't like CeeDee Lamb this year. I don't like the way he looks in Dallas's offense. That's just me, and I'm just saying. But So that makes me lean Chase. Yeah, he's number 20 wide receiver on the year so far. It's not great. But Keenan Allen, last time, he's number seven, and that's after his bye. So... With the Mike Williams injury now, too. Yeah. All right, Taylor, who are you taking? So, uh, kind of... The same points that he was making, I think it's all very close up until that flex. But based on Mostert, I think I'm going Matt. And see, I'm I'm leaning Matt on this one. Um, Hurts against the, Gi- the Jets, I don't love. But, I mean, Hurts can just take off and run. Um, Pollard 
I think he's going to have a bounce back game against the Chargers because teams run on the Chargers. I mean, that's that's what they do. Um, and Walker against Cincinnati. I I think I'm just going to lean Matt. And, yeah, I think it does come down to Mostert in the flex without A-Chan um, okay. against Carolina, you know? So uh, I think I'm I think Chase has more players that I think could boom. That's yeah. Like, I feel like for Matt, yeah, Hurts and Mostert, but I wouldn't be surprised if Puka went off against Arizona. I mean, it looks like Goddard's back on with Philly, and that I mean, if Hurts throws a damn touchdown for once to anybody other than AJ Brown. But Chase and Josh Allen could could go off. So I just I really like uh Yeah. I'm leaning Chase. I don't really like either one. I think it's gonna be a good game though. Yeah, I think it'll be close. Okay. I hope so. It'd be nice. Uh Taylor, your next matchup is And Taylor, you're muted. So that's great. Sorry, yeah, Griff is trying to squeeze the cat door. Um, I'm doing the Jonathan Taylor versus Zach Moss matchup. Oh yeah, Charlie versus Cody. I think right. this, this is intriguing. Let's do it. Let's see. All right, quarterbacks: Kirk Cousins versus Brock Purdy, the juggernauts. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler, hopefully, versus Zach Moss and Brian Robinson. Oh my gosh. Uh, Gabe Davis and DJ Moore versus Tyreek Hill and DeAndre Hopkins. TJ Hawkinson versus Kelsey. And in the flex, we've got Godwin versus Kamara. Um, and Charlie traded for Lockett and has him on the bench. That's an interesting move. I guess he's going upside with Davis. I doubt he even knows what upside means. Um, but he's the champion. It's so frustrating. It sucks so hard. <laughs> anyway. I'm sorry, guys. Let's not talk about it, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not bitter. Um, all right. I will pick this one first. And, man, it is so – it's like there should be no reason to pick Charlie except that DJ Moore and Josh – Fields are apparently on the same page now. He has the upside potential of Gabe Davis. And Hawkinson has been – Hawkinson now without Justin Jefferson. And Jonathan Taylor one more game in. Like, I honestly – those would be the reasons. But on the other side, why would anybody pick Cody? <laughs> He's got Brock Purdy as his quarterback. Zach Moss – who we all thought wasn't going to do anything once Taylor got back, and he just scored 32 points. Number six running back on the year. Insane. And then, of course, he has Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Kamara. Lord help me, I'm picking Cody. Really? Write me down for that, too, please. Okay. As I crack a beer. (laughs) See, I was leaning. I'm not even going to discuss it. I don't want to think about it. <laughs> this, is the, this is the first one I'm going with the projections, and I'm just going to... Yeah, Anthony, your mind fucked me, because I was at Cody, and then he made some really good points for Charlie. I mean, Charlie's got he... Eckler, but Eckler's going up against Dallas, and Eckler may or may not play. We don't know yet. That's, that's what th- that's the story. But 
do they keep I mean, going Brock to Moss, going or Cleveland. is Taylor going to keep going Honestly, forward? I could see them both scoring the same amount of points. So if you take them completely out of the equation, like Eckler, if he plays, would be great. But then just Cody has Tyreek Hill against Carolina. That's okay. And Travis Kelsey against Denver. Hill? If, this is questionable. Kelsey, Kelsey might not play. He'll play, play but he may be Kamara. limited. And Kamara. Kamara against Houston. That's a, That could be big. He's going to get like I, I, 20 catches. And I do want to point out, I think you're disrespecting the Kirk Cousins and Brock Purdy quarterbacks. That's the number four and number seven quarterbacks on the year. Lord help me. That. I have to uh, look uh, at yeah. this. What is Mahomes? Because I'm going to be so pissed. Oh, I think he's below them. Oh, my God. The year that I – he's the number four, six. Yeah. Yeah, so Kirk Cousins <laughs> is four. Just saying. Brock That's Purdy okay. is right behind. Isn't that wild? That oh, sucks. football. Um, your pick, please. Fuck. I can't because I was going Cody, and I think he's going to win, but I don't want to pick him. I want to <laughs> say Charlie. From my experience, oh. it has never been fun picking Charlie. I'm and not then, wild card then, bitching. And then it's he not wins. fun to pick against Cody. No, every time I pick against Cody, he wins. Okay, so, so what are you doing? I got to go Cody. Okay. Yeah, we're sweeping it, so he loses. Yeah, exactly. Charlie's going to wipe the floor with him now. Um, all right, Murph. The only matchups left are Out the Ass versus Henson's Carpet Stains and The Strictator versus Chinga Tua Romandre. Well, because I want to hear Ching, but because I want to say Chinga Tua Romandre, <laughs> I'm going to pick Chinga Tua Romandre and The Strictator, please, sir. It's, it's pretty fun to say. Okay, here we go. Um,. Well, we're going to have a uh, Stroud. A lot of changes coming. Yeah, Stroud at quarterback versus Tua. Um, And then for running backs, we've got Gus Edwards, and I'm assuming – or, yeah, I'm assuming Kyron Williams. Barkley and Williams. Barkley and Williams. Okay. Barkley and Williams versus Rashad White and Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, Jalen Waddell and McLaurin. Is that still accurate? Yeah. Well, those might change, but my receivers all kind of match. Waddle McLaurin versus uh, Marquise Brown and Chris Olave. Um, Pitts or Thomas versus Laporta. And then Pittman versus Dotson in the flex. A lot of uh, ifs, ands, or buts for Taylor's team. Uh, So it's very hard to go based off of this. If we could push trades through right away, then we'd have this all cleared up. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice here? Let me put. I'm gonna move Barkley and see if that'll simplify it. We'll get the zeros out of there. See if that changes that fast. There you go. That yeah, worked. that's not bad. And then, uh, what's his name? Stroud is is projected for eighteen something eight, like that. Sixteen. And then Williams will have fourteen. So it should it should. Looking at the numbers, my projections will be up by like yeah. Eight. Man, losing Jefferson is such a big hit to Josh. Yeah. Um, and his running backs I'm going, I'm, suck. I'm, 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 I'm going to give it to Taylor. I, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm going to go Taylor here. The only saving uh, grace I see for Josh is Tua could have a blow-up game. 
I mean, Marquise Brown hasn't been bad, but Tua, maybe Olave, and Laporta. Those are like the three big time well, scores that he has. To blow up for Taylor to have a good day with Waddle. That's true. And that's something that's painful. Honestly, Laporta is the number I'm one cha- tight end. Yeah. Can I go back? Kelsey Can I change to Josh? Yeah. You gonna change to Josh? <laughs> yeah. Let me change to Josh because I think Laporta. Laporta could have a really good day, and um, Alave against Houston. Yeah, I don't know. I like. I think Josh's floor is a little higher, and Taylor. Yeah, you you could have you could your team could go off, but I think Josh's floor is a little higher, and I'm going with the safe pick here. Um, I am. I'm gonna go Taylor. Um, I I think he gets out of the cellar. Yeah, he made some trades that'll hopefully help him. And since it's I picked him, moving week in the since I picked the him, rankings. they probably won't. But I'm picking Taylor anyway. Yeah, you, you fucked me here. I You're was welcome. happy when Murph picked me because I was like, okay, now I can win. And then now you, oh, yeah. now Murph changed it. So Murph changed me. it to yeah, Josh. Yeah, never so. mind. So y'all both double fucked me. Um, <laughs> no, I think. I've learned to pick against myself because every time I pick for myself, I lose. But I, I think with the trades. And with Jefferson I've, going down. I think I've, yeah, exactly. Jefferson down. His running backs aren't great. Um, Olave's a good receiver. Laporte is a badass tight end. But, I mean, Barkley and Williams is the running backs now. I think that should help carry it. And then if my receivers will play football, we should be okay. So I'm going to go myself. Oh, wait, hang on. Let me look back. I forgot you had Williams. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh. Yeah, he made he made the trade. Because I thought you had Edwards going up against Tennessee. So who, Hell who are you no, starting no, I got Barkley, Barkley and Williams. And who are you start? Who are you going to? Are you and you got a quarterback coming? And a quarterback, uh, Stroud. Okay, well, no, then uh, yeah, then let me let me get Taylor there. Sorry, Taylor, we got to sweep you. Well, now I was so I, that's I, a I kiss of death. Now you're definitely going to lose. Anthony, change your mind. <laughs> I think uh, Hill is going to get a lot of the carries for Baltimore against Tennessee. Yeah, I'm frustrated with Gus, so I'm and, happy to see him on the bench. Yeah. And Pitts, you know, hopefully gets off the schneid. Or Tom, but I like Thomas too, so. All right. All so right. We all, we're going Anthony, all Taylor. Pick the last so. one, sir. Uh, well, uh, it's been picked for me. Um, out the ass versus Henson's carpet stains. Um Breaking this one down, we've got Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. I'm pretty sure when these teams were drafting or drafted, the quarterbacks were on the opposite teams. Like, I'm fairly certain Drew drafted Joe Burrow and Henson drafted Trevor Lawrence, and now they're flip-flopped. That's crazy. Now, uh, <laughs> Joe Burrow is one of those sluts. Drafted by Corbin, dropped by Corbin, picked up by Drew, dropped by Drew, now to Henson. Wow. Um, well, it's in the same, actually, or Lawrence same. I drafted Lawrence. Oh fuck! You drafted Lawrence. Wow. Anyway, running backs: Derrick Henry and Isaiah Pacheco versus, and I'm looking at his team here, and we got Deonta Foreman and Travis Etienne. Uh, wide receivers: Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DK Metcalf against Cooper Cup and Devonta Smith. I'm gonna just assume for him. Um, Cole Komet versus Evan Ingram. Gross. Uh, Adam Thielen <laughs> in the flex versus either 
Michael Thomas, Drake London, or Zay Flowers. All pretty gross. And well, that's it. Uh, you know, what's sad is Evan Ingram's actually been pretty solid at tight end. Oh, my God. He's number seven? Yeah. <laughs> this, I bet you I could play. I could play tight end and somehow get into the top ten. God. I just think of Jason Witten in the last year, but yeah. worse. <laughs> oh, so much worse. <laughs> well, well, pause. Cole Komet projected 6.6 points as the number three tight end who just got picked up off waivers. Son of a bitch. Yeah, but he had, he had like one – that first – uh, Fields blow up game. I think he had a big game. What was it? He had 24 points against yeah, Denver. And 13 last week, too. Yeah. Damn. What the hell? Anyway. Um, y'all get to pick yeah, this one first. Two who's top ten, three top who's ten going? Finishes. Oh. We'll, we'll give Taylor a break with the pitter patter of sweet. Thank you. I, I doggy keep feet. it because he's clicky clacking behind me. So yeah. that's what was on me. It's like a horror movie. Well. <laughs> Amon Ra should play this week. You have to think, right? I would hope so. It's against Tampa, but uh, Detroit has been pretty dominant. Yep. Oh, man. Smith and Flowers. Metcalf and Thielen. I think I'm going to go with the... Like, I do... Once again, I feel like Henson's team could boom, but... Or, but... Um... I'm going with Drew because I think he has the higher floor if a Monroe plays. This is a gross pick. Yeah. Like the other ones felt like I don't good like close. against Baltimore. But Pacheco against Denver could get a lot of work if they get ahead. That's true. But Cooper Cup against Arizona. I mean, are they going to want to use Cooper Cup against the Cardinals if they're ahead? I don't know. ETN against Indy could be good. Let Puka and Wee Little at, at Tutu get busy. Yeah, this is one of those where I look at it and I lean Henson because of Cup and ETN. But then I don't know. I mean, I know he just traded for Devonta Smith. But he's going up against the Jets, and he's not been great. He's only the tw- number 27 wide receiver this year. Uh, so. Oh, shit. Um, oh. I think I'm going to – yeah, this is the one where I was looking at it. I was leaning Henson, and I think I'm going to go Drew. Taylor, you're the last one. And he's – Sorry, clicky clicky dog away, but he's gonna walk back, so I got a few seconds. Um, yeah, this is this Down is gross to pick, but I'm going three outs away from Drew. the Dodgers, and it's because Henson's this is not good, guys. We swept the last three matchups. They're gonna all, <laughs> we're all gonna get them wrong. Henson's running back, second running back is gonna be Foreman. I, I don't I don't like it. And then oddly enough, Thielen in the flex for Drew, who's been beasting it. What's he got? Oh, he's against Miami. Seventeen, twenty six, twelve, and twenty two. That's a great pick. That's because great of those two options, yeah. I'm going Drew. 
Alright. Okay, guys, let's move on. Waivers and trades of the week with our clicky clacky master, Taylor. He's he's on carpet currently on a rug, so we shouldn't hear him. Um, I love the this Jaeger was actually yeah, relatively boring waiver week. Um, not crazy spins, not crazy like changes with who people got. Um, our top spender was Mr. Josh, paid seventeen dollars for Romeo. Is that right, Romeo? Romeo, Romeo. Um, there were five total bids for him, so he was definitely a hot item, and for him over ten bucks. Um, and this actually would have landed him in a loser category, but Josh didn't put him in his lineup. That $17 got him, I think it was 0.9 points this week um, after he put up, I think it was like 16 and 14 the last two. So hopefully it turns it around or that's just a big old waste. And then our number two big spender was Drew. And that's Jaleel McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Right? McLaughlin. McLaughlin. It's clearly says laugh, but yes. Um, only cost him eight, but there were four other bids. Um, like the one above, kind of boring because Drew did bench him, or it would have been in the winner category because that dude did put up 16 points. Yeah, that's great. But again, on the bench. So good good job, Drew, but you benched him. Bad job, Josh, but you benched him. So either way. Um, winners, speaking of Drew, he actually had two good moves this week. He grabbed the Lions defense, got him 12 points. He had the Browns on bye, so paid $2, but got 12 points, so that was a good win for him. And then probably the bigger one on Sunday, Drew Hold up grabbed a second. Josh. Hmm. Drew did not have the Lions D. Did he dump them? I had the Lions D. Oh, well, Drew grabbed them and then dumped them. Did you start them? I started them, but they only uh, got eight points. Okay, well, hang on a second. Make sure, see if I'm off or you're off. I, what do you, it was uh, my team. What do you mean? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm right. God damn it, hang on. But you're not. Shut up. <laughs> I look right at it. <laughs> well, but go back to the waivers. God damn it. So, winners this week, speaking of Drew. He grabbed the uh, Dolphins D, who put up 12 points after he dropped the Browns that had the buy, so it cost him two bucks to get 12 points. Well done, Drew. But the bigger move um, on Sunday did a late grab for Josh Reynolds. Part of the receiver trio we talked about earlier got him 16 points and got him the win that week. So good job with Josh. Um, speaking of Josh, Josh grabbed Jets defense versus Denver, put up 19 points. Solid pickup. Would have mattered more if the Bengals, who he dumped, didn't put up 17. So either way, he would have been good. And then actually, <laughs> Anthony talks shit about Brock Purdy. Cody grabbed Brock, um, got him 26 points. He dumped Dak, who only got seven. So that was actually a really good pickup. I think it's just funny that it just – Isn't that wild? We just don't – I mean, you would think Brock would – I mean, if any other quarterback was in that offense on that team, like they would be – far and above like just amazing because of all the weapons they have but because it's Brock Purdy nobody actually takes him serious and also he carried last year's champion to the win Taylor we we still just completely disregard I want to go sleep happy tonight (laughs) um losers was a stretch because there really wasn't much going on uh Corbin he grabbed Washington defense who got zero points um but he dropped the pats and they only got one point so he went negative one so, not terrible, and that's a reach. So, sorry, Corbin. 
Um, I know I had trades on there, but the trades technically happened this week, so I really didn't talk about them. So we'll cover that come weeks next, next week. Interesting. Okay. All right. Um, so let's move on to our last segment now. We've got our best ball update with Brandon Murphy. Fantastic, Anthony. Thank you so much. So our top scorers this week were Chase with 189, Drewby with 141, Corbin with 133. That leads to our season scoring leaders. Taylor leading the way. Gives him something to be happy about. With 713. Chase with 644. And Anthony with 614. This week's matchups went Chase versus Cody. Chase's team was firing on all cylinders this week, beating Cody 189 to 120. Both teams did well, but Chase having three touchdowns from DJ Moore and Jamar Chase. Uh, didn't leave him wanting more. Uh, Drewby and Josh. Drew scored his highest total of the season and beat Josh 141-109 to 109 with all players but Damian Pierce in double digits. His team was led by ATN's 34 and Cousins 23, and Hopkins and Kelsey both added 18. Meanwhile, Josh only had 30 from Sam Howell and 18 from Sam Laporta. That was noteworthy. The only noteworthy positive thing on his side, he had everybody else in te- in low teens and single digits. It was not a good week for Josh. Sorry, buddy. Corbin and me. Corbin cruised to the win, one thirty-three to one uh, to seventy-seven with thirty points from Allen and Tyreek. Plus, Goddard finally got back on track with twenty points for good measure. The matchup can be basically boiled down to Corbin having Tajay Spears outscore CMC 15-13. to So that's how my, my week went. Wow. Taylor versus Anthony. Battle of the podcast and best ball. Taylor rolled fellow host Anthony 132-99 to thanks to a 40-point outing from Justin Fields, 24 games from Diggs and A-Chan. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony got decent games from Hertz with 30 but with Kamara, Waller, and Jordan Addison as only other players, even in the teens, it wasn't enough. Then Britt versus Charlie. Britt beat Charlie 129-71 to with stellar efforts from Purdy with 34. Kittle having an elite tight end game with 26. Charlie's day was bad and had blanks from his tight end spot. Two on the injured reserve, and his day didn't get better from there. Matt versus Henson in the lowest scoring matchup of the week. Neither team put up over a hundred, but someone had to win, and Matt beat Henson ninety-seven to forty-one. Oh Matt gosh. had two top scores with nineteen points 41? each, and Gabe Davis and David Carr. Jeez, you couldn't even do forty-one ex- points 41 in, a, in a redraft. How the hell did that happen? I'm just um, let me let me go. No, let me I mean I, check my figures. I'm just yeah, we're not questioning we're it. Just, yeah, we're in it is. No, I'm questioning at this point. But while you're looking, that's wild that you said Chase had the second most points, and he's in ninth place at one and four. That's wow. brutal. Yeah. But that is it for. Oh, let's give it a. We're gonna give a standings update here. So the standings as of week five, Taylor leading the way at five and zero. Oh. Anthony. In second place, four and one. Yeah. Corbin, four and one at third place. Drew, four and one in fourth place. And Matt, four and one in fifth place. So we have four teams at four and one and Taylor leading the way at five and oh. 
and I'm in sixth with at two and three. Josh is at two and three and seventh. Britt is in two and three and eighth. And then it goes Chase at nine, Cody at in ten, and Charlie at eleventh. And then Henson at zero oh and five, with everybody else being Jeez. one and four. Chins at free Jesus Henson. By, oh by the way, do you want to know how you only score forty one points in best ball? Your best right player me. is AJ Brown with fifteen points. Nobody else gets in double digits. And then every you have one, two, three, four, five, six players on by on your bench. Two players out because of injury, and one player scoring negative one point on the bench. <laughs> That's damn. I'm sorry. I'm that's really sorry. almost more incredible than scoring 200 points. <laughs> like that's that is so difficult to do. Yeah, in best ball. Well that done. Is... It's well done. Wow. Anyway, on that note, uh, we did it. Another episode in the books. Um, moving on to week six, um, and next week we'll have some trades to talk about. So that'll be exciting. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you, Murph. Thank you, Taylor. Thanks, everybody, for logging on. Go Astros. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye.